Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Central Station Podcast, where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. Hi, my name is Steph Coombs and this is my story, Has Anyone Got a Copy? Part 3. I'm known to my friends for my shocking lack of direction, and in my old age, I've come to learn to laugh at myself and the silly things I've done, rather than shrink away in embarrassment as I used to do. So, I decided to share a few stories to demonstrate why you should never utter the words, just follow your nose, to me. Please note, I've taken a few creative liberties with this story, and it is part three in a three-part series. Ever since I'd heard there were Brumbies on the station, I'd been obsessed with trying to see them. Absolutely obsessed. The mustering crew had to go into rough country to push out a mob of cattle, or so the boss said. You and Leanne just sit here and wait for the rest of us to bring the mob out, eh? He drawled over the two-way. This is pretty rough country and we don't want used two Sheila's getting bogged on us now. Was he serious? Yes, he was. Fine, I thought to myself. If you want to pay me to sit on my ass, then you do that. As I cut the engine and pulled out my hand mirror and tweezers, it hadn't taken me long to realise the opportunity of being in natural daylight all day. I was going to be the best groomed jewellery out. Half an hour passed to the radio crackling sporadically as the Canadian backpacker and I listened to the jackaroos shout with joy as they ringed the growing mob. Then their voices changed. Oi, look out your left window, look. Oh yeah, sick, check out them brumbies. How many do you think there is? I looked across at the backpacker in disbelief and she looked at me in horror. She knew exactly how mad I was about to become. Must be 20 or 30 there, eh? Check out that stallion, Christ, he's huge. The obscenity started flying from my mouth as the backpacker tried not to stare openly. Then I sat in stony silence until the mob came into view, with not a single Brumby in sight. Ever since then, I'd become hell-bent on seeing the Brumbies, and today was the day. I'd been on the same boar run four times throughout the mustering season, and I knew exactly where the dam was that a mob of Brumbies came to regularly, or so Mick said. Muster was done, and we were moving the camp back to the homestead, straight down the highway and right past the turnoff to that very dam. I had it all planned. We'd left at four and 40 minutes later, Mick pulled up in front of me. There you go, love, he called out through his window. There's your track. Straight down there for about 10k and you'll see them brumbies at dusk, eh? Cheers, Mick. 
I called and waved like a madwoman as I drove down the track. This was it. Just before the dam, the track stopped. I drove for a little bit and then cut the engine and jumped out to walk the last 50 metres. Nothing. No sign of life at all. Getting my bare grills on, I walked over to the salt bush and commando crawled through it until I was facing the opposite side of the dam. Then I waited. And waited. And muffled my own screams as ants crawled all over me. Then they came. They were incredible. Okay, well maybe not quite as incredible as I'd expected. I think the boss was right. They were a bit farked, as he put it. They had rough coats and they looked a bit stunted. Still, as they wandered down for a drink, I couldn't help but think that I was only one of a handful of people to have ever seen these wild, okay, feral, animals in their natural, well, introduced, habitat as they started to bite and kick each other, cantering through the water. But after 10 minutes, I was bored and my stomach was rumbling. Right, seen the Brumbies? Time to go. I got back in my vehicle and headed towards the track. Any second now. I know I'd only just driven off it for a minute before pulling up. Where was it? (laughs) No, seriously, this is not happening again. The ground was so ripped up from the cattle camping at the dam, I could only see boggy sand for ages. I jumped out and started running around. That tree looked familiar, right? Didn't I pass it before? Then there it was, the track. Thank you, God. The sun was starting to fade, so I planted my foot down and started laughing. I couldn't believe I'd almost gotten lost again. Then I started hyperventilating. This was not happening. I didn't recognize anything on this track. Was there a fork in the road up ahead? I hadn't passed one of those coming in. I was sure of it. It's okay, Steph, I said over and over. Then I remembered. Every innie has an Audi, I shouted. This dam had a second track coming off it and continuing on the bore run, and that was the track I'd found. But where the heck does this one go? Does anyone have a copy? I grabbed the two-way and kept driving. Surely, with everyone moving camp, someone had to be able to hear me. Does anyone have a copy? I repeated impatiently. I thought if no one could hear me, then I could call out as much as I wanted. As the sun continued to fade, I started to recognise parts of the landscape. Oh yeah, those were the yards where that old bush cow had had all the boys scaling the rails. Does anyone have a copy? I repeated again. I still had no idea where the heck I was, and I could hear the panic rising in my voice. Does anyone have a copy? I kept calling every minute or so. I didn't want to risk the chance of someone coming into range and not hearing my calls. As I approached a black tank, I took a right. I was pretty sure that was the road that led out to the highway, if it was the tank I was thinking of. I was definitely going to talk to the boss about putting up some signage. Does anyone have a copy? I kept repeating like a bird sitting outside your bedroom window at sunrise. I was not giving up. Half an hour later, I hit the highway. Score. Well, look who knows the station roads like a pro, I said to myself, completely disregarding the fact that I'd lost my designated track only an hour or two earlier. Confident and calm on the highway, I pulled out my iPhone and cranked up the tunes. Wait until I got back to the homestead and showed everyone the photos of the Brumbies. Then I saw it. A ute coming towards me. 
It was the boss's son. Hey, how are you going? I flashed in my best smile, hoping I didn't have a dust monobrow and that the sheer panic had faded from my face. Why haven't you been answering your radio? Did he sound pissed? No, he was pissed. Um, I haven't gotten any calls, I said with a sinking feeling in my gut. Well, he started, we've all been at the homestead listening to you panic over the two-way for over an hour and we thought you'd been seriously hurt. Where the hell have you been and what were you thinking? Seriously? This is not happening. Apparently, he wasn't done with his rant. Your lucky muster is finished. You're not to take out any of the station vehicles outside of the homestead area from now on. Dad says you're on kitchen duty until we finish up. Oh, okay, sorry. I tried my hardest to put on my puppy eyes, but he just shook his head, did a U-turn, and drove off.